on the series premiere of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Five friends will gather around a table to play a make-believe story of epic proportions. Let's jump into the world of imagination, if you will. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be said a lot. In the war-torn village of Trunau, four strangers will be brought together by fate. To Trunauans, earning your hope knife is a mark of your place in the community. Do I know you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just... Good to meet you. My name's Thomas Exposition. (laughs) And bound together by murder. Bloody Hope Knife was in his limp hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, gods! Oh, gods! (laughs) The adventure begins now. What is going on, everybody? My name is Troy Lavalley, and I want to thank you for checking out the Glass Cannon Podcast. I'm actually uh, re-recording this intro for a second time from the future. We started this show back in 2015. It was just a bunch of buddies sitting in a sweaty Queens apartment uh, recording their playthrough of a Pathfinder adventure path. Uh, and flash forward many years later, and it has become a full-on business with several employees. We've all quit our jobs to do this full-time, and we put out uh, more shows than anybody else that does this. It's very, very exciting, and uh, it has a lot to do with so many people who started right here at episode one and kept going all the way through uh, to the end and started listening to our other shows, followed us on tour, bought our merch. We have so many people to thank. We call those people the Nash, which is short for Glass Cannon Nation. We like to shorten words unnecessarily. You'll You'll hear a lot of that. You're about to start our first campaign, which was the Pathfinder First Edition Giant Slayer Adventure Path. This goes on uh, for over 326 episodes. Uh, It takes us about seven years to finish, thanks to a pandemic. Uh, And also, we just play really slow. Um, And now I'm speaking to you about a week before Campaign 2 launches, September 14th. 2023. I don't know when you're listening to this, but on September 14th, 2023, Campaign 2 launches or has launched, depending on when you're listening to this, where we have switched to Pathfinder 2nd Edition to play their three-book Gatewalkers Adventure Path. I mean, so much has changed, and and you're starting right here at the beginning. And it's important that I re-record this intro because we learned a lot doing this. And we learned it, luckily, pretty quickly. Uh, we're, we're an edgy group, and I think sometimes our humor got a little too edgy early on, and we scaled back. I've gone through and I've, I've edited certain things out and had to leave other things in for, for various reasons. But uh, 10 years ago, we certainly took a lot of jokes for granted. Casual sexism, like, oh, you run like a girl. You know, we just never thought, like, oh, that's an asinine thing to say. Now, I have a, a daughter, and uh, if someone ever said that, I would uh, knock them out. So, you know, I, I, I do feel bad that some of that stuff uh, may have snuck past the goalie and stay in there. But I think you'll find over time, uh, not only do we course correct, 
very quickly, but we're also known as one of the most accepting, loving, open groups out there in all of gaming. People from all walks of life flock to the niche because of who we are as as people. So I'm excited to have you jump in. And uh, if, if things seem a little off from episode to episode, stick with us. I promise you it is a journey of a lifetime. And if you really like what you hear, we have so much content that's out there for free. We also have a subscription service. If you go to jointhenache.com, that's jointhenache.com, we have hundreds and hundreds of hours of exclusive content that is only available uh, via subscription. Thank you so much for giving us a chance. I'm so excited to continue to grow this project. My entire life, I dreamed of being able to entertain people. It's all I wanted to do, acting, stand-up, and nothing ever popped until the Glass Cannon podcast. And it has been life-changing for me and so many other people who have come together to form the Glass Cannon Network. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out glasscannonnetwork.com and jointhenache.com. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode one. Man, this takes me back of the Glass Cannon Podcast, introducing Tom Exposition. But that being said, let me introduce my my co-hosts, uh, starting with uh, Mr. Joe O'Brien. Joe, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Troy. Pleasure to be here. Joe, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name's Joe O'Brien. I am uh, a co-creator of metagametheory.com. And uh, I'm a big nerd, play a lot of Pathfinder, and looking forward to starting this uh, Giant Slayer campaign. And now, Joe, what uh, what character are you playing? Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about this guy. Uh, I'm going to be playing a ranger. He's a half-orc, um, sort of an aging uh, ranger in the militia. Hmm. He's, a, he's a sergeant. Uh, he goes by Sergeant Lork Iron Tusk. Lork. Lork. <laughs> That's L-O-R-C. Right. Don't put any Ks in there. Uh, he is um, basically uh, for uh, – he's sort of discriminated against as a half-orc and doesn't really get the job opportunities a lot of people would get. And he's got a he's got a bum knee, so he sort of has been sitting at a desk job for a really long time. Uh, but he used to be out in the field long ago, um, but an injury sort of put him behind a desk, and that's where he's been for a while. He drinks. He likes likes drinking. What's his drink of choice? Whiskey. 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 Half orc whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> they brew it great up here in Belskin. <laughs> uh, and next we have Matthew Capodicaza, which nice. means captain of the house, I believe. We say head of the house. All right. <laughs> uh, Matthew, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am uh, a playwright and a fiction writer, and I'm getting my MFA right now, uh, finishing up this semester unless they kick me out. Um, for this, they might. For this, they might, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, we just can't let you write plays. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your podcast. I'm like, guys. Your, your friends are idiots. We, we can't allow you to represent our school. I'm like, guys, but the storytelling possibilities are amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm also a big nerd, but I had never really played any RPGs before, and then good friend Joe O'Brien here converted me and so i'll be carrying the idiot ball for this pe- podcast because i'm a relative newbie but Hell yeah that's right that's what that's noob what we, sauce <laughs> we in the biz call a noob yep uh now matthew tell me a, a little bit about your character uh my character is a human witch her name is gormley call gormley 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 yeah Ah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> sounds Female pretty. Thing. She sounds really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm positive I spelt it wrong, but continue. Uh, so she was. She's a native of True Now, but 
there are r- rumors swirl around about what happened, but she was cast out as a teenager and has been living in the mountains for decades. Mm. She's now middle-aged and she's been kind of living alone, hanging out with the rocks and artifacts and her trusty green sting scorpion familiar Howie. <laughs> <laughs> so she hangs out with a scorpion and the rock? <laughs> <laughs> He prefers Dwayne. <laughs> she's in the Scorpion game. Yeah. Movie. So she's kind of a little wacky and wild and very lonely. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Now, I think you and Joe both mentioned True Now. Uh, I'll just let our listeners know that is the setting uh, for this um, adventure. They all start off in the city of True Now, which exists in the area known as, as the Holds of Belskin. Or Belkzin, which is a, uh, a big orc territory. A lot of orcs uh, ravaging the land. And this one little mostly human settlement uh, is rising above it. Uh, next up we have Grant. Grant, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Grant Berger. Uh, also a nerd, obviously. Uh, I work in video for a large nonprofit here in New York City. Uh, and I'm excited to do something that's bad for people instead of good for people. Uh, this podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, uh, this is my second, uh, paper and dice, paper and pencil, uh, RPG, uh, playing rise of the rune Lords with the person you'll hear from next. He's our DM in that game and really enjoyed it. Um, I am playing as a uh, Baron who is a dwarven gunslinger. Awesome. Uh, as we know, uh, dwarves and orcs are kind of super hatred enemies of each other. Um, my ancestors have been fighting against orcs for forever. Uh, so much racism. Uh, we'll see what, so exciting. we'll see what happens with the filthy green skin to my left. Um, and, uh, basically I am in the Belks and hold because, uh, I was traveling in a caravan with my parents. We were overturned by uh, orcs. I escaped. And now I'm kind of uh, a wandering vigilante, uh, saving people beset by orcs. And uh, I uh, go to True Now to kind of uh, sell what I plunder from them and their scalps and that type of thing. Sort of a sort of a dwarven Clint Eastwood man with no name. Right. And uh, I basically look like uh, a four foot or so Daniel Day-Lewis with a really haggard beard. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Four foot Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have my child. I, I have I have a bit of a Napoleon complex, so we'll see how that Will we out. be using CGI in the movie like that movie uh, Little Man with the Wayans Brothers? <laughs> you clearly could have just said Lord of the Rings with Gimli, right. but you went to the Wayans Brothers. I love that. It was on Comedy Central last night at like 2 a.m. <laughs> Little Man. Classic American film. I'm glad to see you're you getting your you, rest before. Or podcast. <laughs> right. I was Dude, up all night. Texting me and letting me know, by the Thank way. You. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did you get to see white girls after that? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a Wayne's block. Uh, white two, chicks, right? Two to white six chicks. a.m. White chicks. Uh, and last, and by all means least, <laughs> we have our resident, uh, what would you call him? Uh, king of all nerds. Uh, king of all nerds. Thank uh, you. He, uh, whereas most of us stopped playing, um, Skid never stopped. Ladies and gentlemen, Skidmar, tell us about yourself. Thank you. My name is Skidmar. Um, I work for a large pharmaceutical concern here in New York City, 
And I'm writing also. Um, I used to be an actor until I realized I'm not that good at it and I don't like it that much. Not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I started playing in, I think it was 1979. My uncle gave me uh, the red box of the basic Dungeons and Dragons red box. And I just, I this third grade and I just fell completely in love. And I played pretty much until I went to college and I stopped. And then I started playing again when I was like 27. So I've been playing. This is my my second life as a role player for the last like oh twenty years. I Donate yourself. Oh damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm old. Um, my character's name is uh, Galabras Finn. Um, he is uh, heir to was the first son and heir to a very wealthy family, uh, mer- mercantile family in Absalom, which is like the Rome or Paris of of Galarian of this world. Um, but he had a religious awakening um, as a as a young man and decided that he wanted to join the priesthood of Desna. Um, his father became very angry and threatened to uh, disown him, cut him off if he did this. Um, Galabras went through it with it anyway, and his father went through with his threat. So he went out as um, uh, to spread the good word uh, to the frozen north, to uh, the lands of the Linorm kings in this world, which is like Vikings and shit. And he went up there. Ship was blown off course. He was captured by uh, backwoods, like deliver, uh, like Scandinavian deliverance type uh, farmers, um, <laughs> and enslaved basically, and made to work the fields and beaten and 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 everything. Can you go into more explicit detail? And, <laughs> and uh, I don't want I won't get into the, like the sexual stuff. I was going to say, did you squeal like um, a pig? I, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what the uh, Norwegian equivalent of a banjo is, but he heard it a lot. Um, so and then he was sold to like a traveling merchant who like carried him carted him like halfway across the continent to the town of Trunau Um, and once he got there he realized that he had an opportunity to escape and I'm taking as inspiration um, the uh, Dred Scott decision the Supreme Court Dred Scott decision so he approached the um, the uh, leaders of the town and said, I will pledge myself to your service if you'll free me from this guy's, from slavery, from this guy. And they said, oh, cool. Okay. So he's been working in the sanctuary um, as a healer, basically. His his faith has been shaken very badly because um, he chose... <laughs> I don't want to go on too long. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he chose the luck domain. He's he's a he's a, he, he sees luck um, as like uh, evidence of like divine providence from Desna. But everything that's happened to him, he's just like, well, this is the unluckiest fucking collection of shit that's ever happened to somebody. So this is I, I don't really believe anymore. He still has his powers, but he's not preaching. He's decided like I'm not going to like try to convince anybody else to worship Desna when I don't even really believe myself anymore. So that's where he is. Wow. Great description. And that's the podcast for today. That's Thank all the you. time we have. <laughs> oh, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we're, we are, uh, as, a, as an actor playing him, it's, it would be uh, James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. Matthew, who's playing uh, Gormley? I have no earthly idea. You have to just discover. <laughs> she doesn't even know. It's not, it has, just hasn't been cast yet. Hasn't been cast yet. <laughs> we, we sent out some offers. Uh, I think, I think you'll ha- see a press release soon. Helena Bonham Carter it's might be good. Oh, she would be good. That would be yeah. a good one. Yeah. Really good. Oh, yeah. That's well, this is the pilot. We can always recast her. That's true. That's true. That happens a that lot. That actress we cast as Gormley just was not working out. <laughs> Ma- Matthew, we'd also recast you, so please don't show <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and what about Lork? Uh, Lork would be uh, uh, Liam Cunningham from uh, Game of Thrones. Davos. 
from Game of Thrones. Oh, oh I love him. Yeah. Awesome. So a little gritty, a little older, but you know he can kick some ass Hell if yeah. he came to it. Well, one other thing I just wanted to set out about mine. Uh, I love long walks on the beach. I just thought I'd give some more exposition like Skid did. But, <laughs> Wait, your character does? Or you yeah, 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 the character. Um, no, but uh, in all seriousness, um, I kind of wear a duster as well over my studded leather armor, and I hide the fact that I have a gun and I'm a gunslinger. Because it's kind of an emerging thing, will cause probably more trouble than it's good in town. Yeah, okay. I've never played with a gunslinger. Right? Me neither. I can only imagine that any reasonable character in the world that wasn't the gunslinger would just be like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and then just be like, "I, I want one immediately." Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much everyone would just want one, <laughs> which is kind of exactly what happened in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> And look how good we all turned out. That's right. <laughs> well, what's nice? Poorly. What's nice now at this point? All of our uh, friends and family that don't like role playing have stopped listening. Uh, <laughs> so now, for the true fans that have stuck uh, stuck by, I guess we just jump right in. Yeah, you guys. Ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. We've spent uh, ample amount of time working on these characters. Let's jump into the world of imagination, if you will. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be said a lot. This is like an Epcot ride. <laughs> we all have girlfriends and wives, but we do. This that's is crazy. True. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Very happy. I, I was going to say that's we're the... all sharing the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't walk too well. Deborah, Deborah's very lovely. It is we, all, we all love her very much. Naturally, as D and D players, we all share the same woman, and we're all devil worshippers. So right. We we'll all is... commit suicide if our characters die. <laughs> as is tradition. <laughs> uh, Lost a lot of friends that way. <laughs> Lost some good men out there. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Just checking to see if my mute button worked because I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> uh, I just like threw up three munchkins. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I take issue with your term. Munchkin. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, sorry. But uh, looks like we've already started. <laughs> this is on the record. Um, so, shit, yeah, all right. So, here we are in True Now, and our story takes place in an area known as the Commons. So, you're in this big open air amphitheater, uh, sort of in the southern part of town, right in the center of town, really. Um, and it's typical amphitheater. It's got a stone floor, a raised stage at the southwest end. Uh, it's normally used for like militia training, lessons, ceremonies, and whatnot. Uh, and today, there is a very special ceremony, ceremony going on. Um, basically, the chief defender of the Blackened Blades, kind of like one of the, one of the main council people of the town. Uh, her name is Halgra. Uh, she is uh, holding a ceremony to celebrate the birthday of her daughter, Ruby. It's her 12th birthday. And what happens in True Now is on your 12th birthday, it's kind of like, it's like a bar mitzvah in a way. It's like your coming of age um, where you get to receive your very own hope knife. 
And uh, what's a hope knife? Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> she's, uh, she's standing there on the stage, and she's being assisted by uh, two of the uh, most prominent members of the town militia. Their names are Roderick and Cursed Graf. They are brothers, and they're the uh, eldest sons of the patrol leader, Jagrin Graf. So lots of fun names and uh, stuff to think about there. And and just to be clear, uh, my dude knows these guys. If they're in the militia, he would know them. Oh, yeah. Right? You know okay. Roderick and Curse very well. Okay. Um, they're kind of a big deal, especially Roderick. And is it uh, G-R-A-F-F? Graf? Graf. G-R-A-T-H. Graf. Sorry. You should enunciate better. Oh, I'm sorry. Got a lot of mucus from those munchkins. And jubilation. Fills the evening air in the normally staid town of Trunal, for it is the twelfth birthday of the chief defender's youngest daughter, Ruby, and the townsfolk have been preparing all day for the ceremony and the festivities to follow. A throng, a veritable throng of spectators has amassed at the town commons, and then the, uh, the buzz of the crowd subsides as this rather weathered town leader, 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 <laughs> as the weathered town leader, Halgra of the Blackened Blades, takes the stage and begins to speak. Uh, think about like a really beat up looking Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and she says, thank you all for joining us this night. And she's a big presence. You know, she's seen some shit. Um, she uh, definitely, everyone quiets down the minute she starts talking. Thank you all for joining us this night. I take immense pride in my responsibility as chief defender, especially when it comes to the honor of the Hope Knife, Cer- Hope Knife Ceremony. It is always a great privilege to bequeath Trunauan youths their Hope Knives as they come of age. She stops speaking long enough to open this beautiful ornamental case and retrieve a slender, ornately decorated dagger that is hanging from a silver chain. And she says, but tonight... Oh, tonight is a special occasion, for the recipient of this hope knife is none other than my youngest daughter. She pauses, and by this turn, she by this time she turns to the child beside her, her daughter, and says, Ruby, by the traditions of our town, you have come of age. This hope knife re- represents your responsibilities as an adult and defender of True Now. You must be willing to use it on yourself, your fellow True Nowans, and your family. Even me. Jesus. Should have come to Just that. like a bar mitzvah. Yep. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure Jewish. that's what they're saying. I think, that's a, I think that's a bris, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jewish, but I'm, I assume that's what a bar mitzvah is. Uh, it will be a far quicker death than that which the orcs will offer. Oof. And providing it is your duty. Do you swear? I love this town. <laughs> Do you swear to I guard through now? I found a home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you swear to guard true now from all comers and to use your hope knife only for its intended purpose? Kill, like, killing yourself or anyone else. Right? Not like pre- preparing a lovely cheese for, <laughs> for your friends. I, I pledge not to use this to spread mayonnaise on any sandwiches. <laughs> Even when there's no knives available. <laughs> uh, Caught in the wild with a mayonnaise and a sandwich. Use that to kill yourself, I told you. Uh, so then Ruby, this painfully shy, dusky-skinned, black-haired child, she nods her head like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, 
Halgra goes on, if the orcs come and there is no other option, this is where you cut. Here, here, and here. And she demonstrates the exact arteries that just sever oh, while Ruby just watches and nods. Uh, now, here's the thing. Like, if you've lived in True Now long enough, you've seen this a million times. If you're a True Now native, you have your own hope knife. Uh, it's pretty standard fare. It just seems rather barbaric to tell a 12-year-old. So this is how you kill yourself. You want to cut this artery, this one, and this one. That's what she does. And when she's finished... Halgra sheathes the hope knife and places the the necklace around Ruby's neck before turning back one last time to address the crowd. And I can finish this exposition. Tonight, people of True Now, Ruby becomes a full member of our community. Let us welcome her and celebrate her passage into adulthood. True Now, forever! And then the whole crowd's like, True Now, forever! True Now! And then, like, the music from The End of Return of the Jedi comes up. Careful, that's copyrighted. That's fair use. That's fair use. So yeah, everybody's having a blast, and all four of you people are there as well. Now, as is tradition in these ceremonies, there's a bunch of lighthearted games that happen. And Ruby, of course, is the key player in all these games. And the first such game is a tug of war, which traditionally pits the Hope Knife receiver, in this case Ruby, against Trinau's best defenders. Uh, so for the past several years, uh, Roderick and Kirst have taken along this role along members of the two. Uh, can we bet? <laughs> well, it's not like one on her, just like Ruby and the True Now Yeah, militia. I thought it was Ruby against the True Now Militia. <laughs> so basically, on one side is Roderick and Kirst and a couple other militia guys. And then Ruby, she gets to choose from the crowd who's going to join her team. So she looks around for a bit, and then she walks up to this character. And what does she see? She sees... Uh... Uh, six foot four, green, uh, tusked, uh, slightly drunk <laughs> man who looks very strong. That's probably why she pitched you. Right. You! You, sir! She grabs you, pulls you upstage. All right. And she, wa- <laughs> she keeps wading through the crowd and she goes up to this rather ugly looking witch. <laughs> <laughs> She's not scared so at all. Rude. You should have seen me 20 years ago. <laughs> I was a great beauty. <laughs> uh, and what does this witch look like? Uh, she's her hair is wild. She's got crazy, you know, crazy look in her eyes, haggard look. <laughs> the kind of look that would draw a twelve-year-old. <laughs> she's the cat lady she from Simpsons. <laughs> you know, which everything you want in a babysitter. <laughs> the exact kind of woman uh, her mom told her never to talk to. Exactly. Uh, just make sure you, when you're in a crowd, don't talk to women like that. <laughs> Uh, so for some reason she's entering her rebellious years you know but maybe she feels bad for this woman who clearly uh, is standing sticking out like a sore thumb so she says I'm going to choose you she wants to make her part of the ceremony and then uh, she sees this uh, rather strong looking dwarf in a duster what what does this guy look like Uh, he looks like uh, probably four foot something Daniel Day Lewis as I mentioned earlier haggard beard kind of mysterious has a hat that Covers his eyes with a little bit of a brim, uh, wearing black tan studded leather underneath his uh, leather underneath his duster. Mm. I like that. He he, <laughs> he shoots a um, suspicious glance at the half orc that's been chosen. 
The half orc hasn't noticed the dwarf yet. He's too short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does not please. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing about True Now. It's right in the middle of orc country, so everyone hates orcs because they kill everyone that's not an orc. Um, and then you have a ton of half orcs living in the in the area as well, and they're pretty much accepted, but the older people in town are still a little wary, like, uh, mixed blood. <laughs> All right. Oh, then the, bo- the bowling alley oh, yeah. upstairs is yeah. just open for business. Uh, but yeah, Joe lives above a bowling alley and Noah below another bowling alley. <laughs> the rent is real cheap. Um, and then lastly, she can pick one more person. Uh, she goes over to uh, this James McAvoy-looking guy. And, and what does he dress like? What does he look like? Uh, well, he looks like James McAvoy, but uh, really like drawn and gaunt. Um, he's got, he's wearing a chain shirt and he's got like a blood stained like cloak and like, he's got a smear of like dried blood across his forehead. It's not his. Um, <laughs> did he yeah. just arrive today? No, he's been working like in the, in the sanctuary as, oh. as a healer, like in the sanctuary. So he's got like, you know, yeah, looks real happy. <laughs> he really wants to take. Take part in the tug of war. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just got off an 18-hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, as is tradition, you cannot refuse the uh, the Hope Knife recipient. Uh, so she pulls everybody up on stage, and uh, it begins. So basically, who has the highest initiative between you clowns? Uh, modifier? Uh, no, f- full... Yeah, initiative. Should we roll who initiative? High, who, no, who has the highest initiative modifier? Plus five. Uh, that's higher than me. Plus seven. Oh, Jesus. That's a fast witch. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm zero, so... That witch is scary fast. She's embraced the agility patron. <laughs> Quick uh, witch. Gormley, what's your initiative modifier altogether? Seven. Seven. Oh, so you have the, you have the highest. All right, so you roll initiative for the group to uh, pull. So with my modifier, we get a 17. 17. Oh, nope, nope. Other way around. So we get a 13. 13. I so, can read. He's uh, a screenwriter, not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, what are all of your strength bonuses? Once again, zero. Zero? <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> Coming in strong with the plus three. Oh, so here. a two is your strength. Uh, okay. Uh, one of you guys roll a uh, strength check. <laughs> plus two. You don't get the bonus because they had a higher initiative. So you uh-huh. just roll a straight strength roll and my guys get the initiative. Oh, no. All right. I'll roll it. Should I lie or should I tell you what is really... <laughs> uh, I would like the truth. Uh, it's a nine. A nine beats them. You guys... Oh! You guys pull them... It must have been the girl. Five feet yeah. under, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's stronger than she looks she's a handsome young lady (laughs) how old is she again she's 12 12 yep today is her 12th birthday and is she human or is she yeah is she she half work Uh, no she is human okay Um, at least that's what I've decided because I don't feel like looking it up Uh, I forgot she has a strength modifier of minus one so you gotta count that but you still win and pull it forward alright okay Uh, next round roll initiative again so roll your uh, plus seven to whatever you get. Ooh, 17. 17. You guys get the plus two bonus. Nice. Yeah. nice. Roll another. Can strength. I roll for this one? You got it. All right. Thank you. Oh, 12 plus two is 14. 
they pull you guys back. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm really glad I have extensive longbow training. <laughs> this is really coming it's in really handy. really coming in handy. Roll initiative again. Third round. Oh, God. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Uh, they uh, get the bonus this time. Now roll your strength. I'll roll it. Uh, nine. <laughs> uh oh, they pull you one step closer to the water. We're all gonna die. I'm gonna die. I release the rope and run away. Uh, <laughs> Ruby falls in the water, thereby embarrassing her. <laughs> She's, She's no longer an adult. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, all right, next round. Roll initiative again. Come on. Oh, God. 11. That's God. enough. All right, you get the bonus this time. Strength check. Uh, 12. They pull it forward one oh, more time. Oh, 14 no. beats a 12. No. Uh-oh, roll no. initiative again. <laughs> <laughs> Initialize. Are we one away Ooh, from the water now? You're one away from falling in. 25. Beat, 25. That. Beat that dungeon You master. get the bonus. <laughs> plus dose. All right. Who's rolling the strength? You haven't rolled strength yet. All yeah, right, do it. Roll, roll Finish them. Oh, oh almost a 19. 11. So 11. 11. You guys pull it back. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right. Next round. Roll it ish. Oh, there you go. 25. Oh, man. Now we're starting to feel. We're getting oh, into a rhythm. Yeah. Okay. We're really I, you, coming together as a team, I yeah, think. Yeah. Ultimately. I think perhaps yeah. this is foreshadowing of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You get the bonus. So plus two and then plus your strength is another two, right? 12. 14. Oh, 14, yeah. 14. 14. You guys even the odds. Yes. Yes. Nice. Back over the middle. <laughs> Next round. 16. You get the bonus again. Yes, do it. Strength check. I'll do it. Oh, man. 13. You guys entered one step closer. Yeah. <laughs> Anish. That two? Is that seven? I don't know how to read this. It's a two. So nine. Nine. They get the bonus. These so. elvish dice are so stupid. Oh, no, they rolled low. I'll roll. Let's get, do it. Let's do, do it. it. Twelve. Twelve is enough. Yes. All right. You guys are one away. One away. Get them. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-two. You guys get the bonus. Make it count. Strength. Joe. Joe. God. Twelve. You see Roderick look at you, look, and kind of wink. <laughs> and you guys pulled them. Yeah, <laughs> they all, right, all right. in the water. <laughs> oh. I always like that, Roderick. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to make Ruby look oh, bad have, on her birthday. Sorry, can we have some ambient sounds? Can we yeah, do, the, Joe, uh, do you have any like crowd sounds we could hear? Let's see. Let's see if we can get this anywhere. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's just nice. everybody yeah. milling about. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a beautiful day. Do you have tug of war sounds? <laughs> uh, All right, hey, cheer, everybody cheers. Hey, everybody's like, ha ha! Hey. Yeah, he turns around, sees the dwarf, and he's like, Ugh. didn't even know that guy was behind. <laughs> I, I spit on the ground, but it's not clear if I'm like spitting because my mouth is salivating or York, <laughs> that's I, one sexiest orc. <laughs> I think I know why. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I did that uh, dumb little game with the tug of war just so that 
a year from now when you're fighting hordes of giants, you all look back and say, hey, remember when this all started with a tug of war? (laughs) (laughs) We were so naive then. (laughs) And it'll be a totally different party because most of you will be dead. (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to make my second character a giant. That'll even the odds. Much better thinking. Much better thinking. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Um, so now the, the ceremony continues, there's other little silly games, and you guys are just, uh, mingling throughout the crowd. Uh, everybody roll, uh, your choice of a diplomacy or a knowledge local check. Uh, nine diplomacy for Galabras. Gorman gets a 14 knowledge local. Nine as well for Baron. Uh, 13 diplomacy for Lork. A high of 14. <sighs> it's been a rough go so far. We've not rolled well. Um, so you guys are walking around, um, and uh, someone comes up to Galabrius, uh, and Baron is nearby, sort of overhearing this, and uh, they're just kind of talking, and he's like, You know, the Hope Knife is more than a weapon, it's a symbol. To Trunawans, earning your Hope Knife is a mark of your place in the community. When you earn your Hope Knife, it means you're wise enough to make adult decisions, old enough to know what it means to fear, and strong enough to protect your neighbors, even if it costs your own life. Do I know you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I just... Good to meet you. My name's Thomas Exposition. <laughs> All right, so Pat, it's Thomas Exposition. Thomas, yeah, is that oh, that's right. You're tracking Thomas. Uh, there's a Thomas. Position. It's a Hexposition. The H is silent. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a crow. Oh, there's a crow. Oh, rooster. All right. Uh, you Time hear somebody else uh, say that uh, rumor has it that Roderick Grath is next in line for the position of patrol leader after his old man Jagrin retires. Jagrin's a good commander, but he's getting old, and it might be time for some new blood in the militia's leadership. Mm. And then lastly, you keep hearing people talk about this graffiti all over town. Um, really only Gormley and Lork pick up on this, but they, you hear everybody keep talking about this graffiti. Um, they think the the militia should stop cleaning it up. They got better things to do than clean up the youngsters' messes. But they're also surprised at how long it lasts because they see people out there doing all these cleaning uh, with soap and water, and all the graffiti still remains. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, what is the graffiti? What is it? Is it symbols? Is it words? Is, is, it, a, is it a Banksy? People don't quite know what it is. It's like they can't make it out. Is it cool or is it like lame? It it looks uh, it's big. It's really big and obnoxious. Can I is, can I see it right now? Is it hip? Uh, <laughs> is it a language? Can I? Is it a the, no? It looks like uh, it could be a symbol or a drawing, but uh, but it's not words. No, it's not words. Okay, um, you're not quite sure what it is because you really haven't noticed it. You just see people trying to clean it up, and you've never really thought too much about it. Um, don't tell me what I think about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what my character thinks. You can't speak for my thinks. <laughs> uh, and at some point during the evening, um, you guys, after having that tug of war, um, have kind of huddled back to each other because, you know, for some reason or other, uh, you end up kind of keep bumping into each other. So at one point when you're all kind of hanging out near each other, Cursed and Roderick 
come over to you guys as the the night is worn on and festivities are dying down and most of you guys are just kind of over it. Um, but now they uh, come over and be like, hey, that was fun. Did you enjoy the tug of war? I should say before this happened, I slipped away and gave um, Ruby 10 silver pieces. I'm friends with her mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, not in a creepy way, I hope. No, no, no. <laughs> so, like, as a gift or for a favor? Hush just money. As a gift. You just take this and keep quiet. Uh, well, that was nice. That was nice of you. Did you record it on your Mark sheet? Mark it on your sheet, man. That you've given away ten silver pieces. Um, oh, they were counterfeit. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some friends. <laughs> so they're like, uh, you guys enjoying the ceremony? Um, yes. Well, I'm I'm rather exhausted. I I wish I hadn't had to participate in the tug of war, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, no, it's it's lovely. I'm not much for merriment, but I'm hoping that we can get a drink later. Hey, you've seen one, you've seen them all. These true now and traditions annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> so you all enjoyed it. <laughs> Good why, why are we here? <laughs> um, and you guys get the sense right away, uh, and Lork would already know this, that like Roderick is the man. He's just like, everyone around town is like, oh, Roderick, he's kind of like the Rob Stark of the group. Um, and Cursed, he's fine, but he's, you can immediately know... Without, this is the his brother. Yeah, his younger brother. Without, without anyone telling, you know that he's the younger brother. Uh, while still likable, he's like shy and kind of drawn back, and Roderick kind of drives the conversation. Um, and everybody knows him and loves him. And you guys immediately like, you know, even if you're, even the, the more ornery among you are like, oh, that guy's all right. Um, so you can uh, talk to them if you want. And uh, if you don't know them, find out some more about them. Uh, I approach Roderick and uh, I ask, how are the patrols lately? Uh, thankfully, things have been quiet, um, which you always like to see in a town uh, normally besieged by orcs. <laughs> uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, things, things are good. Th- thanks for asking. No one ever asks. Gorman says, Roderick, been a long time. <laughs> How's the family? <laughs> They're fine. Uh, good to see you. <laughs> Gormley. <laughs> you know, you look like a Gormley. <laughs> I didn't even know your name. I would say Gormley. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, just just making some some Trunauan humor. We Trunauans are known for our crappy jokes. <laughs> uh, true, true. It's good to see you in town, though. I uh, I know we don't uh, usually get you out to these festivities, so I'm glad you could come and celebrate with us. Wouldn't have missed it. Um, Lork is gonna uh, buy a round of drinks just for the. The squad here and and Roderick. That's nice. Is is Roderick drinking? Is he like off duty? Roderick's like, uh, thank you. Uh, even though I am technically off duty, uh, I have to. Uh, I'd like to keep my senses sharp tonight. But thank you, thank you for the offer. Please, you guys, uh, drink up. What this a is a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. The whole uh, town is here for a twelve-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> Let's get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> any excuse, any excuse. All right, so uh, shots of whiskey all around, uh, courtesy of Lork 
who doesn't even oh. really look for your um, approval or appreciation. He just sort of puts it down in front of you and then just drinks it. Thank you, my, uh, my massive friend. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Curse <laughs> is like, uh, so did you, get, did you guys like the tug of war? Oh, Roderick already asked about that. So, uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, glad you guys are having fun. Roderick's like, oh, sorry, this is my brother, Cursed. He's a... Uh, He's a good dude. Yeah, he gives him a noogie. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, does he give off any sort of a creepy vibe? No, he's just like, he'll never be his brother. Will he ever stab his brother in the back? Do you get that like sense that he's like... <laughs> Roll for that. No, I'm kidding. No, no, they love each other. Okay. Like, yeah, you get the sense they love each other. He's just, he's the not cool younger brother. Yeah. Um, like, if you had an older brother, you'd be the cursed. Totally. <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, so after uh, anything else you want to ask them, ask these guys or talk to them about? Gormley asks, what's the deal with all the graffiti? Oh, I don't know. This, you know, it's one of those things that I try not to pay too much attention to, but we like to keep the, keep the area clean. And uh, these, these people just keep drawing this stuff everywhere. Uh, I like it. Oh, you like it? <laughs> oh, gives the town a bit of character it never had. Classic Gormley. Uh, you know the Omast is on it. He's, he seems to have taken a taken an interest in it. Who? Uh, Omast, and you know uh, as being one of the members of the militia that he's talking about Patrol Sergeant Omast from, um, who is kind of like a surrogate fa- father to. Uh, the cursed, no, excuse me, the Grath brothers. Um, Patrol Sergeant Omast from. So he says, like, yeah, yeah, Omast has taken a real interest in it, but uh, for the most part, we're not too worried about it. It's a heck of a thing, though, that doesn't seem to come off with soap and water. Is uh, Omast in this in this little tavern right now? Uh, or we're out, we're out well, in like town square. You're in like the, right? amp- yeah, this giant amphitheater. Right, but they, there's a bar. Yeah. Right. So it's basically like a, a beer tent. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're 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 like little uh, little uh, sh- like kiosks set up all over, and uh, <clears throat> Omas should be there. But you also roll a knowledge uh, local. You can all roll it. Uh, four. <laughs> oh, I rolled a twenty. Oh, I Twelve. rolled a twenty, and I have no ranks in it. But yeah, so twenty. <laughs> Do you get a, a intelligence bonus even if you don't have ranks, or no? I don't know. Okay, 12. 12. Um, so, for some reason, uh, Galabras, uh, who just got to town, is like, oh, he's uh, <laughs> He found out somehow in his travels that Omast is a recovering alcoholic. Aren't we all? But he's like, on the wagon. I probably like overheard somebody like mention that. Yeah. Like yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. It's like, oh, that old drunk Omast. I wish him luck in his recovery. Maybe someone, <laughs> someone came to the sanctuary to burn a candle for, for Omast. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Baron walks over to the uh, music makers in the bar and asks them to play the equivalent of Little John's shots, 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 shots <laughs> to antagonize him. A drinking song of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just on their woodwinds. Like, <laughs> Come on, Omas. <laughs> Don't be a little bitch. 
bitch. Uh, <laughs> you're way more fun when you were drinking. <laughs> there's, there's so many people there. You, you don't specifically see him, but knowing that he's a recovering alcoholic, he probably politely excused himself a while ago. You know, it's hard to be around the drink. Right. Um, but yeah, afterwards they're like, "Sorry, guys. We I uh, just want to say thank you for uh, taking part in the tug of war. I know it's not uh, some of you are new here, and uh, it's probably not your cup of tea, but it meant a lot to Ruby. And it always looks good to have the uh, Hope Knife recipient look good on her name day. So thank you for that. Enjoy yourselves tonight, and uh, you know uh, we can always use some help with the militia if you uh, ever find uh, if you ever feel the calling. Hmm. And they just see you later, Roderick. Excuse themselves. <laughs> Bear that in mind. Gormley is already super creepy. Creepy. <laughs> Bye, Roderick. <laughs> Be seeing you. <laughs> uh, just then, uh, you know, a little, a little while later, or just then, uh, a a uh, a little halfling woman comes over, a little pointy ears. And as she's clearly had a couple. She's like, oh, hello, if it isn't the, the heroes of the day, the old tug-of-war winners. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you boys staying tonight? Uh, at home. <laughs> I'm a girl. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so small, I couldn't see up that high. I, I couldn't see your genitals. Where are you? I, standing. I was just staring directly at your flat crotch. I couldn't know. Uh, where are you boys and girls staying tonight? Oh, so you'll, you'll be staying at home. I, I insist you stay at the Ramble House tonight. I have a special room all picked out for you guys. Can I sense motive on why she's offering? Sure. Me too. I want to try that as well. Oh, Rogue that ooh, twenty-two for uh, Galabras. I'm gonna do it as well. Uh, Twelve for Baron. Six for Gormley. Six for Gormley. So uh, Galabras, you can just get the sense that she is just a real fun-loving uh, kind of innkeeper. Okay. Uh, who she's a little eccentric, uh, mm-hmm. and she just thinks it'd be fun if you guys stayed there because where everyone saw you take part in the tug of war, yeah. uh, it may like help business to see you guys hanging out together. And, you know, even though it was just like a silly tug of war, it, it, these kind of events, rich, ritualistically important. Yeah. And so that, you know, if they see you like, Oh my gosh, it's the, guy, it's the four guys from the tug of war coming out of the, <laughs> coming out of the ramble house. It's the tuggers. Yeah. It's the t- <laughs> how, how often do the, does the hope knife recipient win? Is it like every year because Always. they just let them win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, but it's like an honor. To I just wanted to make sure I knew. But it's like a twelve-year-old going against the militia. She gets to pick it, or he or she gets to pick anybody they want. Right. Uh, but still, the odds of her finding people that could actually overcome the best militia guys o- in town. outside of Lork over here, she picked very poorly. She did. <laughs> this withered old witch and a she's, exhausted doctor. She's twelve. She's an idiot. <laughs> Maybe she's just exceptionally kind. <laughs> could be. She had kind eyes. Or maybe she's touched by fate. <laughs> you ever think about that? Fate, get your hands off her! <laughs> I told you before! It's her birthday for crying out loud! Fate needs to get on the wagon. Sorry! <laughs> Fuck you, Fate. <laughs> uh, fate, you can't stay at the Ramble House tonight. That's like, well, Galavis is up. Well, I, I was planning on spending the night sleeping on a uh, blood-stained patch of straw in the uh, sanctuary, but that sounds nice, too. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! I, I insist a blood patch... A blood-stained patch of straw, not not on Cham's watch. Um, what, what about you there, little man? 
<laughs> I'm taller than you are. <laughs> no, you understand. I, I don't know how inebriated you are right now. But <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Lork does a spit take. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I roll my eyes and I say, uh, it's better than sleeping on the range tonight. <laughs> I'll join. Oh, wonderful. Yes, sleeping on blood-stained patches of straw on the range. No, 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 no. You must come to the Ramble House. And, and you, oh, flat-crotched one. <laughs> what about you? Where, where are you lodging? Gr- Gormley's uh, scorpion familiar Howie skitters out of her robes and across her shoulders and then back into her robes. Oh, she, that's creepy. Wouldn't miss it. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, there'll be an extra fee for pets. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> She's already regretting this like, greatly. <laughs> now, Lork, Lork, I know you have your own lodgings, and you're you're welcome to use them. But uh, if you'd like, you be my guest tonight at the at the at the Ramble House. Well, uh, my place is real, real shitty too. I'll stay. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you've made me such a happy... I don't, I don't clean a lot. Well, no, I we... I don't clean. It's an odd thing to say. We have maids that will clean up the rooms, but... Uh, as long as you don't Johnny Depp the place, it should be fine. Are you going to shit on the floor? Like, what do you mean you're not clean? I've been drinking. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm off duty tonight. Get Okay, all right, you're getting a little handsy there, Lork. <laughs> you're, like, you're adorable. <laughs> it's like you, you little <laughs> Lork has his hand, like, right on her side. It's, like, so close to her little halfling bosom, that kind of awkward, like, John Travolta touch. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, Lork. Please welcome Adele Nazim. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, you know, and by now the festivities are winding down, and eventually you guys make your way to the Ramble House. So, uh, you know, the uh, the commons is in the center of town. The Ramble House is uh, up closer to where the uh, inner quarter is. You know, the whole part of Trunau, it's kind of built on its hills, its various slopes and hills, um, and it's a gated community. Yeah, walled and gated. <laughs> Um, so you all, uh, you, she, she, it's she, a portcullis <laughs> community. <laughs> it's, it resembles a prison colony. <laughs> you can never leave. Can you tell us uh, what number on the map Bramble Eight. is? I know this isn't helpful to listeners. Well, we'll post. The, we can post the map on the uh, Tumblr. That's associated right. With the podcast. A, uh, be sure to check out our Tumblr, which will exist by the time this goes live. Uh, it is B on my map, which doesn't help you at all. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you see the uh, the inner walls there? Yes. Okay. At the top of the, like the the topmost tower, uh-huh. right up from that is. Uh, yeah, it's eight. Oh, eight. And Matthew said, yeah, it's eight. That that one. Yep, yeah, that's the Ramble House. Okay, that's the one. It's a uh, refer to your maps, listeners. It's eight <laughs> or B, depending on which map you upload. <laughs> Please go to Paizo.com and download the Giant Slayer <laughs> Player Guide. <laughs> Uh, so you guys, she takes you up there and she's like, all right, guys, here's your room. And uh, it's a little squat uh, room that's, while not super impressive, it's better than any would have, of what you guys had tonight. Even nicer than your home, Lork. Uh, it's got four beds, a bunch of windows. Um, and she says, you're, you're welcome to stay here uh, as long as you want at a, at a discounted rate. And uh, yeah, so you guys are all in the room. What, what is the rate, the discounted rate? 
And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I, right, I have, guess. She closes the door. Outside Suckers. the door. <laughs> Charge him double, Tom. <laughs> Give him the discounted rate. <laughs> Is that Tom Exposition again? <laughs> oh, damn it. God damn it. He's damn everywhere. him. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> uh, all right, so you guys are all in the room. And... Uh, do you have a chance to? Uh, this is like a common room for the four. Floors? Yeah, yeah, it's a, okay. it's a, it's a. There's four beds, four sleeping cots. Well, this is the nicest place Galabras has will have slept in in a, probably a year, so he's very happy about a real bed. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, Lork is gonna talk to the uh, to the witch, just because um, he. Um, doesn't uh you know he knew I, I, he knew her at some point i mean if you were born in Trinau, then like he would have known of you and then you would have left and then just suddenly come back so he's just kind of you know wondering like where you are in the mountains i rove i find little caves a place to stay i uh why are you offering a place to stay in, t- in town <laughs> oh no no i'm not i i'm sorry i started this line of Conversation. Get a room, you two. Oh wait, you already did. Gormley is very uncomfortable with the walls and goes and opens the window. So you're sort of like a nomad, like a bit of a nomad. A bit of a nomad. Uh, I think you know, Gormley loves artifacts and especially magic artifacts. So I think she's been kind of roving through the mountains, and exploring whatever she can find, and staying out in the out in the wilds. Hmm. She's a little claustrophobic. Got it. Yeah, that's right. This is. This is no mountain cave. <laughs> what uh, what's going on with uh, Baron? Baron, uh, ask Labrys what he's doing in town. Uh, I well, uh, I'm uh, sort of found myself here. Really, I I um, uh, I was brought here in chains, honestly. And I find myself a free man, and I have nowhere to go, so I try to make myself useful in the sanctuary. Who enslaved you? Uh, a bunch of uh, of Swedish rednecks, uh, basically. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Half a world away. And I was brought here by a, a traveling merchant who probably regrets his purchase now. No one should live in chains. I agree. Thank you. Finally, someone agrees with me. <laughs> I shouldn't be a slave. Ah, oh, what a relief. I like you a lot. Uh, Baron does not understand sarcasm. So totally no, I know. I was said. totally, totally. Oh, okay. He was genuine. <laughs> no. See, Baron's just. I really am happy to talk to someone. So, so you should be enslaved. This is your happy face? <laughs> Baron, your uh, guns are. Concealed, correctly. Mm-hmm, yeah. No evidence of it whatsoever. Right, they're underneath my duster. Yeah. I have a battle axe on my a dwarven battle axe on my back, so mm. you would probably assume that that's how I protect myself. Yeah, wandering around. Cool. Yeah, I didn't mention that before. I have a spear, like a long spear. Do you have a ho- that's like part a of the throwing spear type of thing? No, like a. Like Are a, you part of the black and blades uh, or the militia? No, I'm part of the militia. Okay, yeah. Do you, I'm, I don't really do active patrols. I sort of am a patrol like, uh, You're like shift a manager, street cop, or something. No, I'm like a desk cop. Like I like monitor mm. the patrols. I match up guys. I dispatch. I do that kind of thing. Uh, uh, so you're on desk duty. I'm an inside cat. So yeah. I turn to Lork and I say, "How's the paper pushing?" 
get it's getting old. it's getting old. I say uh, like me. If you uh, had any courage, and you'd be out there with me. Oh, I've got plenty of courage. I've got plenty. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to play a half orc. Just yet. I think it's a lot of. <laughs> I like where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, growl. So does Lork have a, a a hope knife? Well, I think it. I think it's more like. Um, yeah, he does, and I think it's more along the lines of like. If that fuck, Jagrin, trusted a half orc to go out on patrol, he'd let me out. I just wonder whose side you're on, Lork. I'm on my side. <laughs> I'm on Trunau's side. I swear to defend the town from all orcs, blasted orcs. <laughs> and he's just basically like an orc sitting in front of Right, as he rubs sweat off of his green skin. <laughs> I have to ask, honestly, why do you all stay here? Seems like the worst place on earth. <laughs> basically, it's basically Mordor. And... You're in the middle of a, of a shitty town in the middle of Mordor. I, if I had the chance to leave, I would leave. The summers are gorgeous. <laughs> oh, well, it is still. It's, it's winter, I guess. So. What is this Mordor? No, you should... Gormuth. I said, what time of year... Do we, do we know what time of year it is? Uh, <laughs> or are we completely out of our minds? <laughs> <laughs> it's late I mean, fall. I assume our characters know what time. It's late fall. Okay. I, uh, winter is coming. And I reserve the right to change that when I find out what season it actually is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gormley uh, says, this is a, an interesting place with lots of mysteries if you know where to look. Ooh. I've unfinished business. <laughs> Wherever orcs are, they must be fell, fallen, killed. <laughs> killed. <laughs> Lork's never had another home. Don't know where to go. By the way, is Lork like a French name for an orc, like L'Oreal? L'Orc? L'Orc. L'Orc. And did he just say, don't know where go? <laughs> don't know where go. <laughs> well, uh, you're all, I have to say, you're all much braver than I am. It's admirable, really. I, uh, if, uh, seems a little foolish. I ask Galabras what his skills are. Uh, I'm a healer. I've been um, touched by divine power. It seems. Um, I uh, well, I can I can channel energy. <laughs> How many five, times? Five per times day? per day. Uh, I can use the bit of luck ability uh, 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 for uh, six six times I, uh, per day. Uh, that will give you advantage on any uh, roll. <laughs> Did Baron roll a knowledge I, uh, for Galabras? No, I tell, I say, uh, Galabras, you could be useful here in town with your skills. Ah, uh, yes, uh, well, I, I hope to make myself useful. Is Galabras celibate? Um, I think he's a virgin, but I don't think he's celibate. All right, anything else you guys need to uh, discuss before you... <laughs> Go to bed. So the whole line of questioning is making Glavers very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Incorrect sound there. Um, no, I, I think I'm good. Right. Nice bed, covers, sheets. It's nice. The window's open, so there's a little... The chill autumn air is coming in because... Oh, good. Uh, I like that. Gormley doesn't uh, feel comfortable in this closed-off room. 
Uh, and you awaken the next morning to a warm summer's day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, God, I've been asleep for almost a year. I what have, was in that whiskey? <laughs> I have a shackled Galabras and chains in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny. This is not funny. Uh, you guys awake and you kind of get... Just a little frat humor. Getting your bearings uh, and you just hear like... Downstairs. Does it sound like fighting? No, it just sounds like commotion. Uh, commotion. Voices. Yeah. Uh, no, no thumping, crashing. I uh, no, pe- like, I peer. Is it downstairs or outside? Uh, downstairs in the like common room. Um, I hastily don my uh, chain shirt and um, <laughs> pick up my mace. Did you put it on backwards because you were so hasty? Is the yeah. tag in the front? There is actually a rule. There's there's a rule for like hastily donning armor because it takes like a certain amount of time to to do properly. But I don't know what it is. So anyway, but I put it on. <laughs> Let's stop uh, so we can look this up in the core rule book. Okay. <laughs> by, all means, by all means, well, let's get bogged down by really fiddly. I uh, is Lork awake? Yeah. Okay, so I say time to prove your metal. But he spells metal M E T A L. I am a dwarf. I <laughs> love I love minerals yeah. or <laughs> mines. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna keep the old. Uh, uh, I'll don my uh, studded leather, put the long spear on the back, and grab them. I have a mace as well, and just small quarters. I'll, use, I'll have the mace on hand, and uh, go downstairs. I mean, I'll, I'll open the door and start going down and seeing what's what the commotion is. Grumley follows. I followed, yeah. I Gormley follows at a distance. <laughs> I followed. Galabras is coming down the stairs, still feeling yeah. in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, How does that damn thing work? Just get it on, man. <laughs> I followed directly behind the orc, knowing that people will hit him before they hit this tiny guy behind him. Yeah. I also have a little bit of, uh, of a limp first thing in the morning. It's a little sore. He's an old man. Um, so you guys go downstairs, and it's just... Uh, a little bit of pandemonium. Everyone is uh, in a state of dismay. Uh, and there's the town militia is like, uh, guys, I need you to come outside, please. And they kind of usher you outside, not violently, just like, please this way. And as you get outside, um, you see that the whole building is uh, roped off. Uh, and Cham Laringfass, the, uh, what the uh, halfling innkeeper that you guys spoke with last night, uh, the owner, she's like, his, his wrists, they were lacerated, and his bloody hope knife was in his limp hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. <laughs> which, which gods? Um, and she's just, like, uh, almost hysterical. Like, I can't believe this. Who? 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 <laughs> and uh, she says, Roderick. No. Roderick no. Grath is dead. Where? Where? Where is he? Where is he? Not Roderick. No. I found him in his room, dead! <laughs> all right, I, calm down. I run o- over to the room. No, it's all roped off. You're outside. Now. Oh, okay. It's like, let uh, me in. Let me in. I can help. Well, let's just like, stand back! And damn it, put your half blade on right. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a healer, damn it. Not a, a armor guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Armor guy. <laughs> I, uh, I turn to Lork and say, help a brother out. Get them in there. You're a militia, man. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, what, like, they know me. Like, what, what should I, what are they going to tell me? Uh, Lork. Just keep the 
crowd back or look what are you doing here you you work you live downtown <laughs> Jam gave me a room for that I felt I wanted to sleep in a room with a dwarf <laughs> I guess just wanted to sleep in a room with a dwarf a witch and a healer <laughs> you know, I've done uh, that before and once again it's, and it's you know, I, I was drinking <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to Counterclock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.